We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yes, no. No? Sir, sir uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not by No, it's not fun anymore. Not even a little bit. Just look at that. He hit the fall. That gets a free steak. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh, yeah. I'm having a blast. Thanks. Good. All right, welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the podcast where all movies are sports movies. I am your host, Kyle Banduho, and today we are kicking off another theme month. This one... Might be Avenger November, might be Novenger. Whatever you want it, we are talking the Avengers movies. Me and Caroline Darney this month are breaking down the Avengers, Age of Ultron, Infinity War, and Endgame, along with a live watch of a yet-to-be-determined movie. Uh, We're going to do that in the Big Screen Sports Discord, which you can participate in by joining the Big Screen Sports Patreon group. And I want to shout out that entire group, especially our Big Chill producer-level patrons. That is Aaron Figueroa, Mike Schubert, Steve Rogers, Kevin Frost, Mike D., Ryan Yeager, Mike Therese, Chris Mikoski, John Craig, Sam Smith, Zacharis, Class Stain Fire, Jason Alva, Stephen DeBeau, Dan McFall, Kevin Inkleman, Mac Lindsay, Kurt Ritchie, Robert Dove, Andrew Teagle, Real Juan Balagoon, Jeff Esses, Anthony Scaffone, and Taylor Logan. Biggest thanks to them and all of our patrons for supporting the show. If you want to support the show, you get a say in what movies the show covers, or in a month like this, when the movies are predetermined because of the theme, you do get to participate in the live watch. We're going to have a live chat going. I I can say now the live watch is between Ragnarok or uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, so that that, uh, that'll be taking place in the next couple weeks. Me and Caroline have to nail down a date for that, but um, really excited to get into this. We'll probably have some special guests as the month goes on, but this episode is just me and Caroline um, talking talking the Avengers, talking kind of some Marvel as a whole. I, I think this is probably the episode where we'll get out more of those takes, state of Marvel, um, each of our experiences, you know, watching this movie for the first time or kind of experiencing the Infinity Saga, which are very different. And uh, folks who've been following Caroline for a long time knows that Anytime a new Marvel movie comes out, she goes very deep on it, does a full rewatch. So uh, we had a lot of fun, um, you know, really looking forward to this month. So without further ado, let's talk. Let's kick off again. It's it's your call if it's Avenger November or Novenger. But let's kick that off talking the Avengers.
All right, joining me tonight for Avenger November or Novenger, well, depending sir. on yes, thank you. <laughs> depending on <laughs> where your loyalty lies. The proper lie. title. <laughs> From Bet for the Win, she is the co-host of For the Water Cooler, and and this show, Caroline Darney. Caroline, I'm so happy to be here and talking about these movies. I'm also so happy to be relieved of my hosting duties. That was very stressful. So, <laughs> well, you you've got something coming up too. So. Uh, Caroline, are you, are you familiar with Marvel? Have you, have uh, you heard of I have Marvel? like heard of them. Uh, there's like four or five, right? Is that just a couple accurate? Just a just handful. A no. Uh, yeah, I am. Um, I don't know. When do we go into our like journeys with Marvel? Do we start with that here in a got... minute, here in a in minute, because okay. you need to talk about before we get into what we're doing tonight, you need to talk about what's going on at for the water cooler. Yeah, uh, so today's episode that we recorded today, so uh, last week's episode, by the time you listen to this, um, we had Josh Sneed on, and he is one of Matt, my co-host Matt Scalise's uh, buddies who does SEC Shorts, the um, like funny comedy bits uh, on SEC football and other sports-related things, uh, and we talked about slang, like Gen Z slang. <laughs> Oh, I interesting! I never felt older. <laughs> it's on my it's on my agenda in the morning, so I'm I'm looking forward to this. I'm yeah, sure it was I a ton feel, of it was a feel ton like of fun. Rose and Titanic, just a hundred yeah. years old. <laughs> there was definitely moments where you're like, "Oh man, I can't believe I just said that," because um, it's just like you know, there's always every generation has their slang, and it's just a matter of you know, we're like, do we still say something slaps? Is that a bop still? Like, what's the, and I had to like call myself out. I was like, I literally called something a bop this morning. So that's where we're at. But yeah, we had yeah. a lot of fun recording that. Um, And then the week that this comes out, we should have some more Loki and for all mankind content for those of you that are okay. fans of the sci-fi space travel show on Apple. If you haven't heard of it it's probably because apple still like refuses to market their incredible shows that's one um, of the shows that we were doing a movie and you were like she's in for all mankind and me and whoever we were doing the movie with were like uh, well it was what? it was ted lasso um oh, who? she played uh uh jody balfour as she was uh keely's love interest in the third season oh Jack. that's right oh yeah, yeah that was unfortunate She's a much better character on the front. That's good. Yeah. We maybe like maybe we'll eventually do that that Ted Lasso like series <laughs> series wrap up episode. Yeah. Uh maybe, maybe we'll get the gang together. But yeah. Oh, and by the time we listen to this, uh basketball season will have started. So go over to For the Win and Bet for the Win and check out all of the great men's and women's college basketball content, which will be flowing. A lot Definitely. of stuff. A lot of yeah. content. Who's baby? Who's so Caroline, what we are doing yes. this month, we are we are in another theme month, third Yay. theme month of the year. We've Woo. done rom-com month, we've done heist month, and now we are doing Novenger. Novenger. We're da, da, talking da, da, about da, 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 the da, 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 Avengers movies, plus this month you and I are going to do a live watch, which unless the voting has changed since I last looked uh, in the Patreon, looks like it's going to be Captain America, the Winter Soldier. All right. We're going to be doing a live watch for the patrons in our Discord. The patrons are going to have a live chat going. It's going to be a lot of fun. Following up the the successful Zero Problems Triple Frontier live watch <laughs> that we did in September. Uh, I, I'm excited. But yeah. the only way we can we can kick this off is by talking about the Avengers. 
The 2012 yeah. action movie Earth's Mightiest Heroes must come together and learn to fight as a team if they are going to stop the mischievous Loki and his alien army from enslaving humanity. Side note, I love uh, I love Thor saying <laughs> he's here to stop Loki's schemes. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say using mischievous in the description is hilarious because the, uh, the mischievous murderous... is like, yeah, it's like putting like saran wrap over the toilet. Like, L- Loki's, that's, Loki's that's out here on Earth putting, putting whoopee cushions under everybody's yeah, seat. Yeah, no, he's letting a lot of aliens in to enslave the human race. That's not, that's not mischievous. Indeed. Mischievous. Yes, I like both ways. Whatever. Uh, this movie starred the Avengers. Yeah, uh, it was directed by Joss Whedon. Got a ninety-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Kicked off the Infinity Saga. Um, was the first time that Marvel had gotten all these characters together. Yeah, was deemed fairly successful. I mean, mm-hmm. deemed incredibly successful. Um, Caroline, how did you experience Marvel? Because you have experienced Marvel. A thousand times over now because you are the queen of the full yes. and complete rewatch. I love but a how, rewatch. Where were you originally on on all these movies and specifically this one? So I have an interesting journey with it, only for the fact that one, this was a uh, a lot of them came out around the time that I was active duty, like this early chunk, and so I remember vividly seeing Iron Man in theaters, and I still maintain that the casting of Robert Downey Jr. was one of the most important pop culture moments of like our lives, maybe longer, not to be dramatic about it. No, but, shout out and shout out John Favreau for making yeah. that happen because they did not want to touch him because no. if folks, they if couldn't insure remember, him. They couldn't he insure did him. time. Yes. He did yeah. real time. Yeah. And he had just, he had just come back a little bit. He did uh kiss, kiss, bang, bang, which I really yeah. love. And yeah. And, and, John Favreau wanted him for Tony Stark, pushed for it, made it happen, and I think you're 100% correct. It's one of the most impactful things that Hollywood has done in terms of pop culture. Like, not just in movies or whatever else. We're talking about society in a term that's, like, not about, like, how society functions. Like, more along the lines of, like, how things progressed in entertainment and all of that stuff. But, so I saw... Iron Man in theaters loved it because the movie's great. It's mm-hmm. excellent. And it's primarily due to the fact that Robert Downey Jr. is fantastic mm-hmm. as Tony Stark. Like he's just wonderful. Um, and so that was the kind of thing that movie was the one that was like, oh hey, I like superhero movies. Like that was really mm-hmm. cool because previously I had seen Spider-Man. The yeah, you were you have made it noted that you are anti-Spider-Man. Yeah. And I was like, I don't like superhero stuff. Then I saw this and I was like, I don't like Spider-Man, turns out. And then I saw Homecoming and I was like, I don't like Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. <laughs> this makes so much more sense. Um, And so I remember seeing Thor and Captain America. I don't necessarily remember this actual experience of seeing avengers um but there were a lot that i missed like you know how i am with like going in order with things oh and, oh, i i do i do because yes. you because with these it, i be, you are chronological order right like you don't do, i am story order story yeah, story order, order yeah, so not you don't release. do time yeah not release date so you do yeah. you start with captain america yep and move forward from 1944 Yes. And so I do. There's honestly, the the changes aren't gigantic. 
it's mostly you bump Captain America up to the very beginning and then you go Captain Marvel right after it because it's the 19 like 1990s right um and so I very much prefer that but I I was in I actually want to say it was around when Black Panther came out um I can't remember exactly no I had seen Black Panther because I remember when I watched um Civil War I was like hey Black Panther's in this um and so there was definitely in Age of Ultron when I finally saw Age of Ultron I was like oh that's the that's Clow got it um but I I didn't want to miss the cultural moment of seeing Black Panther and so I had seen a handful of them um again I think it was mostly Iron Man Thor Captain America Avengers and that might have been a like pretty much it uh, and then I saw Black Panther and I was like, this was outstanding. I'm going to go back and watch them all in order. Um, and so I did. And I borrowed the DVDs from one of my coworkers. Shout out Steph. I was working at Inside Lacrosse or just left Inside Lacrosse. Um, and I rented the ones that weren't online yet. This is pre-Disney Plus. Like, <laughs> I was like, I'm talking about this like it was like, you know, 1776. The Dark Ages. I had to go online and get them from Fandango for $2.99 a piece. Uh, and so uh, I really enjoyed the whole process of it. And so I am definitely a huge Marvel fan. I have not read any of the comics. Like I, I'm, that's not a, like not in a judgmental way. Like, Oh, I don't mess with the comics. Um, I think comics are extremely intimidating. <laughs> yes. And knowing where to start or how scares the shit out of me. So I'm just like, I don't want to, it's like yeah, walking into a, a gym. Yeah, walking into a gym or walking into a comic book store. Again, with my I need to go in order issues. Like, <laughs> what do you want me to start in the middle with some random story? I don't know all the backstory. Um, but this movie is great and it's it benefits immensely from all of the individuals like whatchamacallit stories, um origin stories, mm-hmm. one existing. And two, being as good as they are. Because um, I joked with someone before when talking about the Eternals, um, which isn't my favorite. I don't think it's as bad as everyone makes it out to be. It's very different. It's very uh, visually stunning. But I was like, imagine if they tried to make like the Avengers without Thor, Captain America, Iron mm-hmm. Man existing, and then added also like four more people and like a wild more wild backstory like yeah. and that's kind of what happens in Eternals the the whole Avengers saga all four of these movies everything is so earned because of yeah. the individual work they yeah. do, they do with these movies and i think not i i don't i don't think we should get into the full i think you and Matt have actually talked about this quite a bit or at least a little bit on for the water cooler of like that marvel seems to be kind of forcing some things now and saying like, Oh, yeah. we can just throw a big group of people together and, and it should work. So I, when it comes to these movies, am an idiot because <laughs> I saw, uh, I saw Iron Man and I loved it. I saw Iron Man two and I liked it enough. And then <laughs> yeah. I didn't like, I didn't keep up with any of this. Like I knew it was going on. And it was like some like silent protest. Like, Oh, I'm not watching all these mashed up superhero movies and the Avengers and all this. Like, what are we doing? Like <laughs> Quentin Tarantino, Martin Scorsese, like that's yeah, cinema. This is a real cinema. Yeah. And so I, but then like, because of cable, I saw, 
I saw Captain America at one point. I was like, oh, that's good. Like that movie's Fun. really good. And yeah. then I saw, and then I saw this on cable. Like first, it was I would turn it on in like the middle of it, and on because it was on FX all the time. Yeah. And eventually, I had seen this. I had seen this one a bunch, and I then I but I still didn't watch anything else. Yeah. I, and I don't know why. <laughs> and, and I'm talking like through. I went and saw Black Panther in theaters, like you did, because it was a cultural moment. I walked out and I was like, "Wow, that was great!" And then, and then I did the opposite of what you did. I didn't go watch anything else, and we just waited and waited and waited. I didn't. I let Endgame completely pass. Oh I, no! Yeah, I know. Oh. It's like everyone's talking about this stuff, and I'm like, you know, cool. Like these movies, seem, whatever. And then finally. Jacqueline and I decided to watch the Marvel movies because Jacqueline hadn't seen, I think she had seen Iron Man. Yeah. And so we did it, I think last year, maybe the year before. I can't, maybe Was it COVID. not a COVID thing for you? Might have been a COVID thing. I feel like and, we talked about that, but I'm not sure. Yeah. And, and we did the thing, we did the damn thing. And these are some of my favorite movies ever. <laughs> yeah. I love them so much. I yeah. turn this on when it's on cable. Like this, uh, the Avengers and Infinity War seem to be on cable the most. And yeah. if I turn on like a game, a, a game finishes, and I'm like, oh, I wonder what else is on. If one of these are on, boom, let's let's turn <laughs> let's, it on. I love these movies. The rest. They they're are so such good. a tr- they're such a triumph. They're not just action movies. Like they they make you feel. They make you fall in love with these yeah. characters. They wind these stories together so perfectly. All the supporting movies help things out and and moves these the, the plot along for this. Yeah. Um. It's it's so good, and I I think you could also argue that Civil War is an Avengers movie without being an Avengers. Oh movie. yeah. I like to often go into the well. First of all, just before I forget, um, when you I forgot one of the other ones I definitely had seen because I bought the Blu-ray at the Pentagon Best Buy. Wow. Uh, one of what's considered one of the worst of the entire Infinity Saga, Thor two at that on uh, Blu-ray. Thor two. So. Thor 2 is the I have not done the full like you have watched. I have not seen Thor 2. What? I yeah, I I've read the plot summary. I was like it's I don't It's really not do bad. I know, Honestly, but I was look. I was trying to get through I was trying to get through everything. <sighs> the audacity. I was trying to get through everything. Doesn't uh, that bother you that there's a hole in the Have you seen uh, Hulk? Is Hulk the other bit. one? Uh yeah, no, cuz I, I that's uh is that Edward Edward Norton Hulk? Yeah. No, you know what? I have seen that. I, I saw it like when it came out, and I was like, "Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of not, terrible. not it's it." Terrible. The thing with Thor. Oh, that's another thing. I saw Ragnarok because it was on TV, just as a standalone. Before I saw this, and I was like, "This movie was great," and he's not at all like this in the original Thor. Like Thor Ragnarok as a standalone is oh, it's so good, perfect. I think I watched Absolute it every perfection. day for like three weeks when it was on Netflix. I'm it's, not even kidding. It's astounding. Like it's so good. I love turning it on. It's the funniest movie in the series. Um, or in the, you know, in the, infi- like in the infinity saga, is, is that yeah. what this is called? The infinity saga. This is from the infinity like, saga starting from infinity Iron Man saga. to actually technically I think goes to, um, far from home, I think okay. is also included, but really you could say end game is fair. Um, but yeah, so I think, um, I think about this a lot because, well, just Marvel a lot, but also yes. the, I like to do the, the, um, thought exercise, if you will of who has the best trilogy like the best like and i think captain captain america's probably number one 
because I think of, he's definitely, definitely number one. Because Winter Soldier is outstanding. Mm-hmm. I think that's a top five Marvel movie. And that's more of like a like espionage thriller mm-hmm. that's disguised as a as a superhero movie. Um, and then you get, like you said, Civil War, which is essentially an Avengers movie because it has everybody except Hulk and Thor, and it introduces my perfect son, um, Tom Holland, as as Peter Parker. And it, that's another thing that they did so well in the grand scheme of things is like, so we have our origin stories for, you know, Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, technically Hulk. Honestly, I don't know how that one actually counts as... MCU. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel connected because so it's not even the same. Like it's one mm-hmm. of the few that they had to swap out an actor. I think it's just that and um, Terrence Howard, who was in the first Iron Man as Rhodey. And then they bring in our guy. Um, why am I blanking on his name? But um, uh, Don Cheadle. Yes. Fantastic. Ba- Basher from Ocean's yes, Eleven. Yes, that's literally all I could think about was Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> uh, so Don Cheadle comes in and he's like, I'm here. Deal with it. Let's move on already. Um, but then you have later you get the ones that are the uh guardians um which i vividly remember going to see those that one in the theater because that was peak like chris pratt popularity time frame when guardians came out and he was like just at the end of um parks and rec and they're like they cast him in this marvel movie and i was like i have no idea what this is or who these people are or what on earth is going to happen i sat down as soon as they like um started playing like uh i think it's come and get your love is like the, well mm-hmm. they have the whole pre-scene but anyway i was in love with that movie the second it started and yeah. like that has been my relationship with guardians and um since i, I have stated one, on this like show yeah, I, I've stated on the show I will not be watching Guardians Volume Three ever again. But it was a wonderful movie. <laughs> Never again, though. But I think what's since we're talking about kind of I feel like the first Avengers gets us in this whole big mm-hmm. viewpoint of the whole thing is the success that we saw or that they saw um, through, especially this first chunk. Because actually, my least favorite stretch it's really hard to gauge the new stuff versus this in retrospect stuff. I'm not a huge fan of Iron Man two, Iron Man three, Thor two. Um, that's like a tough stretch for me where I'm just like, Ooh, cause I, and some of them, they've grown a little bit on me over time. Like, I don't think any of them are like the worst things ever made except for like multiverse of madness. Um, but <laughs> like that one, I don't want to watch again. And now that Hulk is on Disney plus, I'm like less enraged and might actually include it in the rewatches. But I, Hulk is the one that I don't do when I do rewatches because before I'd have to put in a DVD and I hate that movie so much that I just think it's like, again, not the same characters. It's such a drag. Like um, Thunderbolt Ross is actually the worst villain in this entire series. Like that man is a, is a criminal. He's a war criminal and should be in prison, not Secretary of State. Um, but I digress. Because of the success they had, especially up through this movie, Avengers, it allowed them to get creative and do the wild projects that they wanted to do, like Guardians, to bring in James Gunn and do Guardians. No mm-hmm. one knew who Guard- the Guardians of the Galaxy were, except for the diehard comic book fans. And the fact that they were able to not only make that movie, but make it 
incredibly successful and incredibly endearing and create these characters i was bawling for three hours over like a cgi raccoon voiced by bradley cooper like what is going on here (laughs) um and then you factor in like we get the cool origin stories for ant-man black panther um and so you've got like this you start to expand the universe whatever right so Mm. um and they somehow get them all together right yeah. at the end linked up and you buy it all it all makes absolutely sense. and this is just like a taste of what they would then be able to do in the future and there's there's hits and there's misses like there's a handful of misses and we'll talk about it more next week when we talk about age of ultron but mm-hmm. that took time to grow on me that was not when i first watched it and i've still got i've got feelings on but we'll save that but so it's just really cool to look back on what was built because this movie is great. Avengers yeah. is great. And I think yeah. that all of that long-winded stuff before is to say that by being able to put together good origin stories and then also avoiding redundant ones when it comes to like Spider-Man. Yes. There have been a billion Spider-Man movies made. We'd already had the trilogy with Sam Raimi. We'd already had the two movies with Andrew Garfield, which I think still get a little bit too much shit that they shouldn't. Um, we all know how Peter Parker became Spider-Man. We all get it. We all know the bite, the whole thing. So the fact that they didn't do that is so smart, in my opinion, that they just went straight in. Like they did that one little montage with Ned where he's just like, can you lay eggs? Can you just like, what is it? The web come out of you? Like whatever it is, where he does his like series of hilarious questions. Um, and that's it. They don't like bore you with another, like i'm peter parker and i've got my aunt and uncle like oh no something happened to my uncle now i'm sad and so this is oh what am i gonna do i've i've got to overcome my you know my want for revenge and channel my powers for good um this is your reminder that uh, through through the spider-verse or across the spider whatever yes, the, the sequel is no, it, it, oh. is it on Netflix now? I think it just hit Netflix, yeah. <laughs> well, I had to buy it last week. So it's both on Netflix and it is in the Amazon account, which you have access to. I do, yes. I know, I know, I know, I know. I need to I, like... I don't, I just don't understand. Well, I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> help me help you. <laughs> yeah, why haven't you watched because, it Because, well, because when I watch it, then it'll be done. So I have a weird thing. You don't have a weird thing about this. I get like I, really mixed about these things because... Um, well, that's part of it. And the other part is like, I know that I need to be able to set aside the the appropriate time to watch it distraction free. And I do not think that I've had that recently, like well, enough to like I'm, actually I'm sit down forward, and cry. I'm looking forward to that happening. Um, I yeah. think this is a Hall of Fame movie. I think we can both agree this one. Yeah, this as long as I think as long as we're allowed limitless hall of fames which i feel like we are um yes if we're talking like in my actual marvel rankings i think we should do those for maybe just through endgame maybe we do that for endgame we like do our actual rankings um it's in the top 15 top 10 borderline 10 because I mean, there, I just there's so many movies that there's that's not so like, many it sounds that it sounds, sounds bad. low, but it's yeah. there's so many movies. But there's so many movies. It's hard to like, you know, what do you take? You know, do you put Iron Man higher than certain things because like it's the one that started it all and it's really good. Um, but this movie's great. It's really, really, it's solid. 
it's not perfect i think they get better and that's the thing i think they get better um as they figure out what makes it great and and as the actors get more comfortable because like they do a great job in this but by the time we're around to like ultron and later the chemistry between the cast is off the charts like this is good this is a solid starting point but this is nowhere near as good as it gets when it comes to like cast chemistry yeah they're firing all cylinders by by the end of this um you did the trivia or at least looked through the trivia what what do we have what is, uh, so what is on few, the, the trivia buffet? <laughs> there's a few. It's not as much of a rich text as I would have thought, but there's some funny ones, some good ones. Uh, I really like that there's a scene uh, when they're on the um, flying, hovering aircraft carrier. Yes. Uh, where Robert we'll Downey Jr. <laughs> where he keeps eating things, and apparently that was actually all his food that he had stashed around this fake lab, <laughs> and they couldn't find it, and so they're like, oh, girl, we'll just like keep going." And he, so when he was offering them food, he was like actually offering them his real food, which for some reason just absolutely uh, kills me. Um, and I love this one. There were a few times that they were all in town at once, the cast and uh, Clark Gregg, who plays the incomparable uh son of cole phil colson um said that chris evans sent a text to the cast that was like assemble like that's all it said and they all went out and like went out for the night and he said it's his favorite text he's ever received gotta um, say he looks more like a clark greg than anyone has ever looked like a clark yes <laughs> and i always keep like switching them um like greg clark uh so they improvised a bunch of stuff and Robert Downey Jr. improvised the Doth Mother Know You Weareth Her Drapes, which is a fantastic line. Um, uh, It was Joss Whedon's decision to include Thanos at the end. So I don't think that they... This is is where I get very curious because one of the uh, most interesting things that I think about the, like, Harry Potter series is that she who must not be named had the entire yes. storyline laid out. And I think that that is fascinating. Yes. Um, I, from what I've read both before and recently, there's a new variety piece about Marvel today that like, if you haven't read, there's just some things that they're trying to figure out and fix. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they have some problems right now. They did not. It sounds like have everything. Like if Joss Whedon is just like, let me throw. And to be fair, look, when they made Iron Man, did I do I think that they had end game in mind? Absolutely not. Like you have abs like there's no way you're gonna get less of Greenland. Like you you hope that the next project is and then you can start linking things together. So because it's not that, quite... that's not how things worked at that point. Like no, even, not like, at all. The pirates no. movies had started doing some sequels, and there was obviously Star Wars, but like things that wasn't the natural order of things. It wasn't like we have to do well in I guess the the Dark Knight trilogy, but it wasn't like we have to make this so we can get five movies off the ground. Right. It was not and, it was not that pressure. And it's funny that you mention um Star Wars, because that's what I was gonna use as a comparison in the sense that like while they did not have this long like here's where we want we're gonna introduce these villains and do these things in MCU they didn't do what star Wars did, which was, we knew there were going to be three star Wars movies. We knew that like they, they, they do it all in in threes. And instead of hiring one set of like creatives to weave together a story that connects all three, you know, episode seven, eight, nine, they just let the each 
person in charge write their own story and that's why it was you know really i mean i still enjoyed a couple of them but it was kind of, it was a mess and like yeah. i think that's evident and so this while there are now some like you know discombobulated or they don't quite know where they're going and i think when we look at like covid implications and there's they oversaturated and as someone who loves watching all this stuff and i have my ticket to go see the marvels like all this stuff, like I've, I've watched all the disney plus shows and i've enjoyed most of them if not all of them immensely um i get it that there's an oversaturation and sometimes that you know and then when at that point when everyone's kind of tired of it and you try and introduce like she hulk then you get the like mcu mouth breathers that are just going to talk shit and like give bad reviews and review bomb stuff like it's you know i thought mm-hmm. it was a relatively a pretty good show and i enjoyed it but stuff has gotten too unwieldy i think for them right now where they are with the multiverse saga and so they need to like pull back and reassess but mm-hmm. in... i think they just i think it was like they really rushed into it too it's it, what yeah. you were talking about earlier with like this was an extreme this was a very slow build yeah and it wasn't we didn't all of a sudden get you know like right away we kind of know about the multi multiverse like from loki and then from the most recent ant-man it's like oh we know we've already got our big bad and what they're doing and everything like that or at least like yeah. a lot of it and then there's some big bad problems with the big bad and and then now it's yeah it's um and it's just tough when like you land the plane perfectly yeah just and- as well as you can land it it's tough like it, it it was a, such a massive accomplishment and a massive i would say upset to do it as perfect as they oh, did it with yeah. this, there's with no this way many that movies. It made, yeah. yeah. There's no way it should have landed as perfectly as it did. Like, yeah. This is the exception, not the rule. I think. And and that's where, where I will get kind of defensive of the current say the MCU is. I think there was a lot of um, uh, early commotion about the stuff that was going Cause you know, people were like, I need to, if it was a standalone movie, then there were complaints about, like it didn't tie into the big big story like where are they going with things and then if it was like dealing with the big well it doesn't stand on its own i need to watch too many things before i understand what's happening like whatever um but also the comparisons were being made to like the entire infinity war saga which is just incredibly unfair when you're starting over like it has nothing to they're still they're starting a new story so if you're looking at phase four you've got to look at phase one when you're making mm-hmm. your comparisons about like where you are in the story. And so like, we don't find out about, so like I said, we have Thanos at the end of this one, but we don't find out about what the infinity stones actually are until Thor two, like, which is seventh, eighth in and line. We don't really see Thanos cooking until infinity war. We don't see him cooking until what is the one where he says like, fine, I'll do it myself in the post-credit scene. Yeah. Like I, I, I can't remember, but it's like, he's, we don't, he's not like on our screen in the main part of the movie until infinity war, like until yeah. the second to last yeah. movie. And so that's where I'm kind of like, look, I get it when, if you want to get frustrated with the way thing, I'm not going to say like, Oh, you don't do it. But also a little bit, I'm like, why are people freaking out at, you know, X, Y, Z when, and you know, they they weren't, Chadwick Boseman's still supposed to be here, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that that's that's a blow. 
I'm that, that's, trying like that makes me so sad still. I like that, that too. <laughs> it was they, one of the most devastating days. <laughs> is horrible. Well, and, and with this too, I'll, I'll kind of wrap with this before we go to ad break is they not only did they pull off nearly a 15 year stretch of, mm-hmm. of mostly great movies landed the plane. They avoided any problems really with, with most, with almost every single important character. And since yeah. Endgame, they've lost Chadwick Boseman, who was supposed to be a cornerstone yeah. of the remainder of the franchise. And then right away, there the big bad is now looking. There's like a lot of question marks around. A lot of question not. marks. Yeah. yeah, and and that's I mean, yeah, they they after a 15 year stretch of of incredible luck and yeah. things things working out like right now it's not so let's take a quick ad break and then let's get back with what worked about this one we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, Caroline. What worked about this movie? Um, man, everything. (laughs) Um, so I think, as we mentioned, it's it's like the perfect execution of bringing together three separate main characters. Because this is where it gets really tough, right? Because you'd essentially say, I should say four, because he did have a movie. As much as I want to pretend Hulk didn't exist four main characters that all had their own movie for like already yeah. and then you have though, he feels like the hulk feels like such a supporting character for yes. a lot of the a lot of the infinity saga like he's yeah. a supporting character in ragnarok he feels like a supporting character in infinity war like just kind of like it's weird how much of yeah. like comic relief he turns into i'm sure we'll talk about this elsewhere it's just i wanted to point it out that it's like he doesn't feel like a main character right and same with, you know, you have Black Widow and Hawkeye. And so that's your six. Like, that's your, mm-hmm. you know, big, big grouping. And we've seen both of them before. So we met Hawkeye in Thor. I thought he had some of the funniest lines where he's like, do you want me to do something? Or you want me to let him beat up someone else? Like, or whatever. Um, as he's, like, out in the desert with the New Mexico desert with Phil Coulson as they're, like, um, watching Thor grow into who he is become worthy of his of his hammer Mm -hmm. um and then you have obviously scarlett johansson in did iron man 2 come out before this yes it did okay 
Um, I always forget. See, yeah. I always forget my timeline. Yeah, so we, um, yeah, because we, um, we meet her as Tony's, like, as the new assistant, assistant. the fake assistant. Yeah, yeah, the fake assistant. Then we find out that she's a, uh, a spy. How, I mean, but seriously, the number of, like, my guy friends that, like, mention that scene in Iron Man 2 as, like, a coming of age thing for them, where it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, Scarlett Johansson is a Black Widow when you first hear in the black suit. Um, I'm like, I get it. That's fair. Uh, but it's it, they just do such a good job of like bringing all these stories together and it's so difficult to balance stars especially again we go back to like to balance three stars like that and they manage to do the scenes where they have them like all on the um aircraft carrier and like a lot of good memes from this one by the way yeah i um, i forgot that the tony eye roll meme yeah the eye roll this. memes this one and the i understood that reference um yes. with the the flying monkeys um but yeah i think that is one of the most important things that this movie does well mm-hmm. is the collaborative stardom <laughs> like that they pull it off that you believe that because it's not perfect the whole time through. It's like they have their growing pains and everyone's got their own way that they want to deal with things. Like Thor just wants to take Loki back to Asgard and like, um, sorry, in my head, I just thought of Jeff Goldblum being like, Asgard? Like, <laughs> Asgard. I love Ragnarok. He's, but... he's incredible. He's incredible. Um, we get the Avengers theme for the first time in this movie. Oh, and it's, Alan Silvestri. It bangs. Slaps. It's so good. So, so good. When I was getting my mba during coven um whenever i had tests or had to study i would put the there's like a um on spotify there's like a like master playlist of all the the scores um from all of the mcu um and i would listen to that and then all of a sudden i was like taking an accounting final and i was like why am i so emotional and i was like it could be the accounting (laughs) but then i realized i was on the like the the song from um when Groot turns himself into the big ball and like saves the guardians in the first guardians movie (laughs) and when there was a long test i'd get to like songs from like endgame and shit and i would just be like trying not to cry as i'm like finishing this exam um but yeah the score is incredible alan silvestri Mm. is amazing yeah um it's also We've seen this, we had seen this to this point at the Iron Man movies that are, that can be funny, but this movie is, is legitimately funny. Yes. And that's, that's something that I think the other, as as the series goes on, it gets even funnier. Oh yeah. Um, Like really, really, really good. There's less stuff that doesn't land, less stuff that comes off. There's some, we'll get into it with like what didn't work, but there's some stuff that will come off as corny or not as funny that and the other movies and again i think that goes with just everything is clicking at that point yeah that they're they're i mean ragnarok is a comedy but even even endgame and infinity war have you know endgame the world has half the world has been eliminated from this world and it's it's still really funny and (laughs) um this yeah this is the start of that i'm steve i'm steve rogers um i'm steve rogers uh i think this is where you first really get to see like i think that the way that i do the headcanon for me is that this is the first time that they get to see that um chris hemsworth is is a comedian like yes. he is a comedic actor um yes. and they really because i thoroughly thoroughly enjoy thor 
I, I was just thinking if I had to rank the like origin stories and I can't don't make me do that right now I'm not I'm not in the headspace to do that because I love all of them for so many different reasons and like when he he's so good and well finally they don't have him with the blonde eyebrows which is horrible mm, but the blonde eyebrows is not it for yeah for but they make him do so much like the first two thors and this he's in that full like shakespearean thor like he's mm, yes. i am thor i'm you know, off to asgard and i am a god of thunder like all this stuff and he's great and that's the character and it works um but it's that's the stuff where this one is still a great movie but the characters are still a little bit like stuffy mm-hmm. or like stiff in some except for tony stark because he just was killing that from yeah second one because he's just he's so good but like i texted you because in part of this is a character thing but like cap is still such a dork he's he's a <laughs> and i love him immensely, but he's still his like um undying right and wrong like captain america calling everyone runs on some sort of electricity <laughs> ma'am and sir and like mr so and so like listen mr like you know um and he everything's like Oh, gee golly. Like, is it, like when he said, what is it in? Actually, I think it's an Ultron where he's like, language. <laughs> They're like, oh, did you it guys is. hear right that? At the beginning, right at the beginning yeah. of, of Ultron. So good. But it's just one of those, like, they do such a good job of the, like, they just, ugh, the casting for this entire MCU is so good. I cannot get over it. Because then we haven't even talked about what really works too. Loki is amazing. Outstanding yeah. villain. Yeah, he's, he's Hiddleston is so is so good. He's it's he's wild so, to he's me so how compelling. Well that works. Yeah. yeah, he's so he's so compelling every time he's on screen, especially like him and Thems, uh, him and Hemsworth going at yeah. it. They're they're both just just really really good. He has some of the. Oh God, I, I get really nervous saying like the best of anything when it comes to MCU because I feel like they do this so well. But his character development, because um, I'm watching Loki season two right now which i think is phenomenal if you haven't been watching loki season two i don't know what to tell you it's i love it and we he, are we are behind it is on it is on the schedule is Me to so dive in. good he is so good and the character i mean because that's the thing it's like uh he is a really bad dude <laughs> like, like he's like oh, he's so terrible he kills so many people in the this movie. German, the German guy who they need his eyeball, that is that is worse than most of the deaths that we saw in Aliens last week. <laughs> arguably, well, and, arguably worse. It's horrendous. And he enjoys the hell out of it. Oh, like, yeah, there's some moments, I do it. think they do, again, do really well where it's like at the end when they're fighting and Thor's like, look around, like, what do you think is the outcome here? And there's a moment on his face where he's kind of like, Ooh, I'm in over my head. Like I, mm. ooh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting how quick that happens, though. I always that's that's one of the parts in this movie that, like, I wouldn't say loses me or anything, but yeah. Loki, like, right away being like, uh, you know, there, you know, I can't, you can't, we can't stop it. Like, it's you know, whatever. I'm, I kind of don't. I don't know. It, it's it's interesting to see him kind of flip like that, but it, it's really a momentary lapse <laughs> of like confidence because yeah. we see him, you know, a little bit later hopping on one of those Chitari things and going for a ride and seems yeah. like thrilled with it. I think he waffles over time though in so we see a little bit of that in the first Thor. Like he has all these like grand intentions and then when he's like actually 
enacting them kind of being like ooh, that's like um oh that was a lot uh and then we see it in this and then when you get to thor 2 and he's like the reason is my like i mean he doesn't find that out until um well he doesn't find that out in the timeline is so interesting now because like but that's one of the best scenes i think in loki season one is where he's watching what he's done with because as far as he's concerned for the loki series why he's a like um variant is because he's captured right after he escapes during the time heist which mm-hmm. takes place right after this i love that i love it so much that they went back and like people were like so much fan shut up Yes, it is fan service, and I loved every damn second of it. Well, they're they're gonna have to do. They're gonna. It sounds like they they might try to do some more of that fan service and bring some more people back. But we yeah, will. I've seen that's the thing. I think that might have been part of the plan all along. I don't buy that this is some like panic grab that for mm-hmm. a movie that's ten years away they're gonna like. Bring, anyway, well, that's I'm just kind of like eh, I don't know. I think if they actually cast fantastic four right and do x-men right they can actually write a lot of wrongs slow everything down things space it out get those two knocked out and then figure out how you want to do some sort of secret wars i was more mad about the thing that said the lead for secret wars was going to be the raimi the toby mcguire spider-man i was like no 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 we we respect one spider-man and i love and like no Way Home is probably top oh, three so for me in MCU, but I, I Tom Holland is my guy. Everyone knows this. Like he is my Spider Man. There's only one. He's that's my president. There's only one Spider Man in this household. Um, yeah, I think we see like Loki's growth over the series is so incredible to me. Like where he was in this to like where he is in Loki season two. And the way that they even make him a redemptive character at all, um, probably a little unrealistic. Because again, he killed a lot of people. He killed Agent Coulson. We love Agent Coulson. Well, well, we like Agent I, Coulson. Oh, we love Agent Coulson. <laughs> Sorry, we love we love Phil. Uh, I'm my wells are for uh, Agents of Shield. If you haven't watched Agents of Shield, where they basically say that they get him to Tahiti or whatever it is after this, and he doesn't actually die. So, he, but yeah, I don't know yeah, if I, Agents I have of not Shield watched Agents. Canon. I haven't watched uh, cable cable TV show in a long time. That. It's so interesting. No, because it was on. It was on ABC. I think it was. Yeah, and it's. I mean, it's been long done. But yeah. um, um, I want to get into the what didn't work portion of yeah. this. Um, and I, I need to clarify that we've obviously, we've said this is a hall of <laughs> yeah, fame. This is, movie. All of fame this is all. We, good, all this is with place. love. We're just, we're asking questions and I, I want to lead this off with a category suggested by patron, Chris Kopak, the no, I don't think I will award uh, for a plot point or retcon that is never explained and doesn't make sense. <laughs> I this I don't know if it's necessarily a plot point that doesn't that but look it's gotta be tough to be the humans right like tough real tough stuff like and tough. to be fair Tony Tony Stark is a human but like barely because he's so smart he made himself a suit yeah when they are all fighting the Chitauri the Chitauri are flooding out of the sky and they got to like our girl Black Widow and homeboy Hawkeye well, and really, because and you can kind of put Captain America in there because, like, he is limited in the fact that he can't, like, he can't fly. 
Uh, he can't get places quickly. Yeah. Uh, his only weapon are his two fists and his shield, like which mm-hmm. are great. His shield. He can great. run super fast. Strong. Yeah. He's 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 incredible. Like, uh, if we can shout out the scene where he comes out of the little like super soldier pod from the from the first movie. Well done, filmmakers. We love you yes. for that. Um, but. <laughs> Like, why does she just have? She just has two guns, two two little, two little pistols, two little pistols. <laughs> we can't. the The thing is, and like, and you said you this before there? we started recording that they they weren't gonna go away from the comics and stuff like that. Like, yeah, Cap, they can't you know, just Hawkeye like, and yeah. Black Widow don't fly in the comics. They're not gonna do something to make them fly in the movies. But like, Sam has that suit with wings. Like, you don't think Cap would be fucking fierce with that thing? Like, come I know. On. Give my man a glider or something. Get it. Get, like, get him something. Let him, I do appreciate. Let him parasail. There's, there's no way that Clint does not run out of arrows. You know, no he's way. just like, no way. Hey, can you guys bring me back up some? I'm on this building. Um, but I do. And it's like, how does how does he re up? What what's the re up process with, with the arrows? I it's I think they referenced something in Hawkeye, but my favorite thing from Hawkeye, which I actually again really enjoyed the series, is um when they have he has hearing aids and someone asks him like you know like why do you have like and it goes through this full MCU highlight package of just shit blowing up around Clint and it's just the it's the most touching like realization that this guy is just a human who's Mm -hmm. like got a really good shot with an arrow and like worked at the right place at the right time and is now like you know um so it's kind of that always made me laugh where i'm just like what are you guys gonna do you can't you're stuck on this one street in new york you're so useless right now um and it's also like they could have well and then they'd have the bomb coming or whatever but like one, that's a bold choice by the council. Okay, let's let's get into what didn't work. The council, <laughs> what the fuck? One, like Dude. Th- this Dude. is it's the this something like this is why so many people believed in QAnon, like secretive cabal that is making all these decisions. Like <laughs> these five people who are like, hmm, looks bad. Let's looks nuke bad. our biggest city. Let's right just now. nuke it. Let's right take now. off and nuke it from space. Like it's... doesn't doesn't fix the the literal hole in the uh, doesn't fix the the hole in in the Earth in in the atmosphere that is just sending no. these people down. Won't change anything. Just nuclear holocaust. Yeah, Let's does do not it. destroy the wormhole. Press to, the big nuke to, button. Yeah, to space. Um, that is definitely a choice that they make. It's um, tough. Can we talk about uh, Hiddleston's wig? <laughs> well, let's talk about all the wigs. Hiddleston's wig looks kind of like a, kind of like a dead animal, but also like it's it's like a mop that uh, you you forgot to rinse out. Like you were like it looks like an oil like a mop that was uh, it was pushing tar on that scene from Shawshank where they're tarring the roof, and then they just left and it then out. They no forgot one cleaned it. it. And they forgot stringy. it. Stringy. Yeah. It's yeah, and it's like okay, let's just put it on his head. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a good. We already mentioned the blonde eyebrows, so it is an improvement for Thor in this movie from the previous. But his hair, and that's why like Ragnarok Thor is like peak Thor for me when he gets like the the haircut looks outstanding. But this Mm -hmm. is still like kind of like a scraggly hair for both of them. Um, I guess Scarlet's hair's 
fine. Cap has a little bit of this, like, it feels like it, it looks like it is highlights. Mm-hmm. Well, there's still, little, like, he's still kind of blonde-ish. Yeah. From that, from, from, because he, he's more blonde in, in the first Captain America, right? Like, doesn't it have, feels like, like it looks like he's got hair? like highlights in his hair in this one. And I'm like, why? I mean, after he got unfrozen, he probably just like walked into a hair salon. I was like, wow, all these choices. Yeah. He saw a picture of like the early 2000, like frosted tips and was like, that looks cool. Are people still doing that? He saw, like, he saw yep. Bieber, saw <laughs> Bieber and was like, he's like, I want that. This um, young, this young lad seems cool. I think one of the things that I was going to say, like they can, they, they had the scepter and Loki out of the picture. Like he was on that like motorcycle thing in the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just all, they like left it there and came back. Like they could have just picked it up and closed it Yes, <laughs> a lot sooner, but you yes. know, what yes, fun is that? Have. Then you don't get to see the giant, like, worm fish one that like undulates <laughs> through the sky uh this is also i've never really liked the like over over disaster movie mm-hmm. where like the, they just the, the collateral damage the over collateral damage movie yeah. i think that's where man of steel went in- yes. incredibly wrong yes it just always bothers me because I, I don't know if it's like my old age or something where i'm sitting there and i'm like i wonder how they like we're gonna fix all this. Like, who mm-hmm. paid? Like, what kind? Of, I guess it's like taxpayer dollars are gonna go towards it. And I just start thinking about like that, which is also why I very much enjoyed Homecoming for quasi addressing this. Like, yes, because Mike, Michael Keaton loses that that contract, the gig, the contracting gig. Yes, yeah. because Tony Tony Stark's company like picked it up and was gonna take care of all the cleanup. He's like, oh, so he made the mess. Now he's gonna make the money off of cleaning it up. And I was like, well, yeah, he's, but he's like made- you- Victor Tombs or not Victor Tombs. <laughs> What is his name? It's Tombs. It is Tombs. Um, is it Victor? No, no. Let's just call him Mister Tombs. No, see, that's what I'm saying. Is like because Mister Tombs, I think X Files. Um, and Victor Eugene Tombs. Play the music, folks. (laughs) Um, anyway, but yeah, he's again. That's why he's one of the most compelling villains in the entire MCU. Is because you're you're kind of the defend the villain section for that movie is a piece of cake. Yeah, that's easy. Like that's piece of cake. But um, I mean the the amount of damage in this one, like we were texting before, this is like ten years after nine eleven, and we all not not to bring it into real life, but like we all remember the um how overwhelming the damage of nine eleven seemed when when the towers came down, and this is like the whole city gets bashed up, even when the the nuke blows up the Chitari ship just for effect, one of those big worms crashes on top yes. of a building yeah. and destroys it. Yeah. And I was like, oh God, like that's someone's apartment. Yeah. Um that's where I struggle. That's where I'm like, oh, it's gonna take so much money to fix that. How are they gonna fix this? How are they gonna fix that? So speaking, I that's one where it gets yeah, I don't like the disaster stuff. Speaking of show so much money, Shield's budget is out <laughs> of control. We yeah. can't pay teachers or have universal health care, but Nick Fury gets to have an invisible flying aircraft carrier. He needed it. What is he going on? It. What he needed it? it. The, the defense, <laughs> the contractor who built that thing, it's it's out of control. I I, I want audits of Shield's budget because Phase two, buddy. <laughs> it was also it was 
well, Shield. That's that's quite the audit that that mm. ends up getting rid of Shield. But I mean, they're lighting money on fire. Yeah, yeah. That it's, thing is pretty cool, though. Like, I mean, it's cool, but like, could have just had an aircraft carrier. Yeah, just had a regular. I guess one. like, um, because yeah, you kind of lose. Well, it's faster, I guess, is the point, right? Because yeah. Um, I am definitely not standing that close to the edge when that thing's lifting up out of the water. Absolutely not. First and foremost. Um, Absolutely not. There was, uh, I've never noticed this before, but like as, as we're getting close to the credits, when Tony and Pepper are looking at the plans to kind of rebuild Stark Tower or whatever, yeah. like fix it, that window is still blown out. I wouldn't want to be on the level. Like that's, I, I wouldn't want to be close to the window that's blown out. <laughs> I like, like a wind gust is just going to, that'll be the end the, of it. Exactly. No, what's the, um, which is it fallout mission impossible fallout or ghost protocol where he's, he's climbing the, the building. In Dubai? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Oh, every like single that's... time I watch that and he swings into that window and speaking of Jeremy Renner and like yes. slams into that every single time I know what happens. Like I know that he's fine and I'm still like, <gasps> every time. Um, okay, speaking of Jeremy Renner, Clint is really <laughs> you, corny. In this we one. have I, differing opinions of of Clint. I, think. I don't. I don't. There's there's always there's obviously like the oh Hawkeye's kind of we we just talked about it. like he's just a human. He's got his little yeah. arrows, but he's he has his moments. He's better in other in in other movies. Um, I, I make jokes to you all the time about an end game. He's a serial murderer, but he's like, Oh in yeah. End game, that man in end game, he's prison. yeah. In end game though. Yeah. Like you feel the emotion he's got oh, like yeah. the, he's just corny. It's not his fault. I love Jeremy Renner. It's not his fault. He's under Cap, spell the whole be, movie. Captain, it would be my genuine pleasure. Like, Oh, come on. Just, like it's, <laughs> it's just, he's, he's mega corny. I, I texted you he's, that. I, I think fair. it'd be funnier that's if fair. he was, if he was gem from the town and he was just a mass hole and he that was just would like, be... he was just choking out one of the Jatari with his bare hands. <laughs> <laughs> See, and that's what I did like, um, him and Thor. Like I said, he had a few quips, mm -hmm. um, better when he's just quippy. The, the line I hate. And since we're not doing this movie is in civil war, when he's like, Clint, I thought you were retired. Yeah, I like, knew played you were 18, like, played 18, shot 18. Shot 18. Uh, like, that's not a stop. Stop. Ah, but you get it because he's a hot just guy. say, just yeah, just say, like, he's... I guess I'm not built for golf or something. I don't know, but it, <laughs> it's there, there's a couple I love how mad this makes you. I just, I just don't like <laughs> it. But 18, the, the, the franchise does get its like corny lines out a little more in this movie. There's yeah. not as many, um, Bruce has a very notable one in Infinity War that we'll talk about. Uh but um but like this when uh Loki tells Thor like there's only the war. I'm like relax. Relax, sir. <laughs> like <laughs> just I don't know. That, that there there's just a couple corny lines. And you know, again, I love this movie. I think most of the dialogue is great, but um there's also Moving on to something else that, that, again, it's not like this doesn't work. It's just something I needed to point out. In movies, there's always like the main characters matter more. And after the attack on the aircraft carrier, when Nick's like, you know, Agent Coulson is down, they're calling it and everyone's sad. And it's like, was he, was he the only one? 
Like that was a pretty vicious attack. Like <laughs> there's a bunch of explosions. Like Hawkeye shoots an arrow that explodes in the like explodes in the main room. Like Agent Coulson is definitely not the only one who's dead. But as soon as that comes over the intercom, they're like, "Oh, this is sad." Meanwhile, like tech, like like the guy playing Galaga, the two people next to him were just blown out of existence. And he's like, he's what, like about, "What about what about Fred? <laughs> what about my my good pal Fred?" Uh, raise the missing mouse. Ship top to us. That man is playing Galaga. Thought we wouldn't notice, but we did. Um, I love the he. Well, Maria Hill. This is fantastic. Oh and yeah. She was like, um, she never gets enough credit. No, never. And she was like, weren't those cards in his locker, Nick? And he's like, well, you know, sometimes you got to lie to the superheroes. He's like, Maria, no one likes a snitch. Yeah, there are a bunch of idiots. <laughs> Uh, and this is not something that didn't work. It worked very well. But shout out to Stellar Skateboard, our guy. <laughs> Your guy, for, Stellar Skateboard. My guy, Stellar sta- Skateboard, is fantastic. And is part of one of the better quotes where he, the whole, like, that's what he needs Eric Selvig for. Selvig? He's an astrophysicist. He's a friend. He's a friend. <laughs> and it goes into, like... <laughs> um. I don't think we should be focusing on Loki. That guy's brain is a bag full of cats. You can smell crazy on him. And Thor's like, have a care how you speak. Loki is beyond reason, but he is of Asgard and he is my brother. Natasha says he killed 80 people in two days. Thor's like, he's adopted. He's not leading an army from here. I don't think we should be focusing on Loki. That guy's brain is a bag full of cats. You can smell crazy on him. Have care how you speak. Loki is beyond reason, but he is of Asgard. And he is my brother. He killed 80 people in two days. He's adopted. That that's the moment where it's like, oh, he could be funny. Yeah. <laughs> he he can he can be funny. Um, Caroline, let's pick a best scene. Oof. I know. Um I know. I think it's like all of them together on the bridge, like the circle pan. That's that's when they the all best. land and it's and it's that that is the payoff. That is the Mm. sorry to spoil it that's the big chill moment that is the like that's the moment i'm actually finally yeah you actually finally got all of these characters together in one movie in one moment doing like what they're supposed to be doing they're avenging they're like doing the whole thing um as cheesy as it is it's cool as hell whatever yeah super cool but I, i will say the movie does a really good job again as someone who has watched this a lot on cable there's always something to look forward to because it's like oh they're starting to pull the team in you know natasha's going to get bruce yeah um also they don't when bruce shows up on the aircraft carrier he's still wearing that same like oversized goodwill suit it's like we couldn't can't get him any like shield has seemingly an unlimited budget like couldn't couldn't (laughs) stop by brooks brothers Nope, just, that's it. <laughs> no, we sorry, Bruce. We don't. You're. We're not gonna. You know. You can't expense that either. Like we're, you're gonna have to pay for your own clothing. They they had the cap hitting the bag scene. That's just for the. Mm-hmm. Just for me. Love just that scene. Just, just for, for me. Uh, Agent Coulson. That's the since when is he Phil scene coming up to yep. Stark Tower. Um, the big chill moment. I or not the big chill moment. Uh, in Germany, I do the. It's yep. a big chill moment when Tony shows up with the. Uh, with the music the on the PA. loudspeaker. Yeah. Agent Romanoff. You miss me? Oh, 
make a move, reindeer games. Yeah, just after uh, Loki again has killed a man by using a gadget to scan his eyes. And Clint has killed at least three with yes. arrows. Yes, get, he has. To scan the eyeball into the thing. Um, yes. Yeah, that's a great scene. I think I I don't love as much outside of the like quips of the like Thor versus Captain and Tony and Tony in, in the woods. Yeah, that yeah, because that always reads to me like, and this is mostly since we're not going to talk about Civil War. This is mostly my beef with Civil War, and I'm like, can mm. you guys just like talk for a that's, second? That's the biggest. That's the biggest problem with that scene and and Civil War. Yeah, for like sure. why are you guys just, just like automatically compl- like fighting each other? That's stupid, guys. Chill. Like let's just sit, have let's a sit down combo. in a room and talk about some numbers here. Let's, yeah, let's, let's talk. Chat. Let's let's like, let's. Oh, get we it. both want the same thing. That's wild. Yeah. If I had only asked you, then we could have just you know figured that out. Yeah. Uh, I do love that the the mastermindedness of Loki wants to be taken onto that ship. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. Um. I love all of the quippiness of them like meeting and the, I understood that reference and trying to figure out what's going on in the lab scene. And, and um, then once they, that's all hard. Like, I think everything on like the flying aircraft carrier feels, feels a little bit like one scene, like obviously it's broken up into like the Mm. conversational piece and then the like, okay, now everything's gone to shit and it's on fire. And they're like trying, I love when um, Tony's stuck in the, like the motor, whatever. Uh, just a good comic relief moment where he's like, hit the button, like and <laughs> spits him out the bottom. Um, but yeah, I think it's uh, then what they go down to New York mm-hmm. and that's all the, kind the of battle for New York is the of all like the set pieces, the different like that's where if you call that one scene, that's the best scene. But it's it, you knock it down to the scene on the bridge where they all get yeah. together and then Steve starts calling out the plans, especially when Tony says, call it out, captain. And you're just like, yeah. Oh, love that. It's awesome. Love yeah, that. It's very awesome. And then, uh, mm, yeah, well, and then he saves the day. I like that scene too. We're like, I think that they actually could have, it's so close to being a big chill scene where Tony I guess I'm trying to say they almost undersell the fact that Tony flew into space and like dropped mm-hmm. a nuke off at this like invading alien space spacecraft, like saving the day. Yeah. Like, I don't want to say like, that sounds silly, but it's just such a short moment of like mm-hmm. the entire thing. And then he's flying from the sky and they're like, well, he's not doing anything like that could have been that feels like it had the potential for like a control room type scene for me like (laughs) you know like (laughs) i don't know how that works but like it feels like it was right on the verge of that um and instead it's like it is still a funny moment with like hulk catching him and then when he screams and wakes him up he's like i hope no one was kissing me like whatever um and wants to get shawarma um but i there could have been a little bit more there but I do like that they tackle the PTSD side of things for him mm-hmm. in Iron Man 3. As much as I think Iron Man 3 has a little bit too much going on, I think there's like one too many plots in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that they, one, talk about that. Like that he doesn't just like go on with his life after dropping a nuke off in space and has like these nightmares about like, things opening back up or the threat coming back or whatever which feels well, it's, like it's how he operates the whole rest of 
it, exactly. It, it, change, yeah. it changes his character for the entire rest of the saga yes. because he becomes a little paranoid almost. And yes. like, that's his singular obsession. That's what leads to yes. Ultron becoming a thing. I mean, when yes. we lead Ultron, he has built all those different, all those suits to come out and help them. And like, that's when yes. after in, right in infinity war, right after the snap, that's when he freaks out and he's like, you know, or in, in end game. Yeah. Can't can, help you. Can't help you. Can't risk I, got, it. I got, I got nothing for you cap. Yeah. <laughs> Love, oh my god yeah. but it, and that's what i think is the most accurate depict accurate in the sense of like when you're talking about a trauma like that that it's not just they don't just resolve it either at the end of this movie or they don't like quote quote unquote fix him mm-hmm. um in iron man 3 like it's not something that they're like oh we talked about it and he feels better because and like now, that's now not tony's that fine yeah that's not how that would work mm-hmm. and so having that it yeah yeah, this is anyway. I was going to say something else, but I'll save it for quotes because it's not a well, direct quote. But it's let's let's pick a let's pick a best quote. Okay, well, there's, this is there's not the, funny ones, and then yeah. there's like good ones. So this is not the best quote, and this is not going to be word for word, but I think it's one of the more important lines because of not just the implications it has in this movie, but that okay, if you haven't seen, it might be too late for this. If you haven't seen all these and you want to watch them without things getting spoiled, like fast forward or turn this off now and like hunker down for 33 movies um and but the line that cap says to tony on the on the ship where he's like Mm -hmm. you're not the guy who's gonna lay down his life for anybody else you're not the guy to make that final move you're not gonna put your you know put your body on the on the wire to help your guys cut across like he's essentially Mm -hmm. just saying you're selfish and realistically he's not wrong in that moment um but knowing that later in this movie he sacrifices himself nearly sacrifices himself to take this into space um and then it, when you get to end game what he does in end game for the, the like to save everybody um i love that, that and that's where i'm talking about the through line stuff so maybe they didn't have it all planned out but like the way that they went back and and actually built off of things that they had established i think is what makes the infinity saga so special to me because Mm -hmm. that line is absolutely indicative of like what we get from tony in character development and character growth and it's it's really cool yeah the um i i have that written down i think that is the most important line it is the most poignant for the entire you know the entire saga as you would you know as you would kind of pointed out there i think there are some funny ones that deserve consideration you mentioned that he's adopted one uh tony telling steve that you are pretty spry for an older fellow um (laughs) when they're when they're stealing the jet at the end or when they're getting the jet to go to new york and steve the guy comes up and is like you're not allowed in here and steve son just don't just don't um Ooh, there's it's a bunch amazing of really how much you life. say that when you're a parent too. Son, just <laughs> just don't. There's a bunch of like really good one-liners from Tony where he's like, "Right, better clench up, Legolas." Like, mm-hmm. that's a fantastic one. Um, we get the like and Hulk smash, like a couple of those like kind of cheesy. Um, mm-hmm. the cheesy the, one. <laughs> the I'm always angry that works. Oh on me my every god, time. honestly. And this is where I really think that, um, I mean, he's always, what is, he's not, his name is not Bruce. What is his real name? Mark, uh, Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. 
I've lost like so much of my like <laughs> like quickness with people's names. It's been taken up with other nonsense. Um, but his delivery, he's a really good Hulk. Like he is. His delivery we... of that's my secret cat. I'm always angry. And then we're just... gonna get into I think oh, so... in the other movies what they choose to do with the Hulk character. Cause in Ragnarok, he is pure Bruce is like pure comedy. Like yeah. that's that's what he's for. And that keeps up for the final two movies to the point where aside from the scene where he's talking about the radiation and Bruce does the snap, and then when he's like sad about Nat, like talking about like I tried to bring her back, he's kind of a buffoon. Like yeah. he's kind of and I don't know. I'm I'm really when you go back and watch the Avengers, I'm really interested in this version of Bruce. Like this is the classic Hulk, like tortured. Very, very intelligent. I love when him and Tony are like, you know, talking, talking smart guy stuff and things like that. And that's one of the, it, it works in the other movies. Like it, it doesn't, you know, it has its place, but I don't know. I'm, I was, I was interested in the more moodier side, side of Bruce, the more kind of someone who's, um, he's still very like, um, I guess resigned about his commit his condition, yeah. but it's still it's still like haunts him a little bit. He's like um like hesitant. Re- mm-hmm. I don't know if reticent is a re- that might not be. This is where I need Google. It's too late in the night. Or uh, it is. It is. Um, but yeah, that yeah. might be right. That's not yeah. revealing one's thoughts or feelings readily. Sure, reticent. Not sure. as great, but like we'll we'll let it stand. Sure. Um, yeah. but you're right. He's he's much more like reserved and hesitant, like in his role. Whereas like as we see him, I don't dislike his character growth. It's not the best character growth. If I if that's probably my description of it yeah. is like he also has, I think, the hardest condition (laughs) yeah like because honestly there's a lot of like really bleak because you're looking at it imagine you're captain america and you've been asleep for a while but basically you're Mm -hmm. just extraordinarily strong fast and handsome now like oh no oh no Um, i woke up and i'm strong fast and handsome yeah oh no i'm I'm chris evans face and i'm six four and i slept for 70 years and now and now i'm so well rested (laughs) (laughs) oh no um and then you look at like tony is a billionaire with fun suits that he could take off if he wanted to like <laughs> not what you human. said fun suits and i'm like yeah he does <laughs> like he's always sharply dressed. his outfits are so bad they're so Tony bad. stark has the worst style the yeah. worst style it, well um, it's classic it's it's 2000s rich billionaire oh, style 100 like Tony this is stark where you owned, remember owned a von dutch hat and all oh that my stuff God. this is where you remember elon musk was in iron man too like mm. where he like goes in and is like oh hey like shakes hands with them he's like let's talk about coming up with whatever whatever um but you talk like bruce the whole story bruce tells about like how he has repeatedly tried to end it like mm. he wants out he doesn't want to like he had to learn to manage his emotions and his feelings and like all this stuff because if he didn't he turned into a gigantic rage monster that would mm-hmm. destroy things and hurt people. Like none of the other ones had to deal with that. Like even yeah. like, you know, and so when he tells this whole story, like the line where he says like, um, you know, 
I put a gun in my mouth and the other guy spit the bullet out. Like that is. Yeah. Wow. And that's where it's like, man, I wish we had a standalone movie with this guy. Right. Because again, the other one is hot garbage because no offense to Ed Norton or Liv Tyler. They have the chemistry of a brown paper bag and a shoe. Like it just is not there. The story Ed is Norton awful. would not have been right for this this cast of characters. Either. No, like th- this is not just his his vibe at all. Yeah, absolutely. And then again, I just think it's like that's there's a lot of unbelievable decision making that happens in in like comic book movies and whatever superhero movies and all that stuff. But when you have like Thunderbolt Ross as a like directing armies to open fire on like civilian locations, like a like a, a school and a apartment building in Harlem, like all these things. And you're just kind of like, this is not the, none of this would happen. Like this is a personal vendetta that this man has against Bruce Banner. And he's using the art. Like, it's just, it, I, it makes me so mad to even talk about it. It's just like the dumbest movie. It makes me so mad. And then let's but, let this man come up with the uh, Sokovia Accords. Too. Oh, I cannot. Oh, he is the criminal. How dare you judge them anyway. Um, but I think it's, it's such an interesting character and what he has to handle, which is why I think that Mark Ruffalo does so great, especially the the delivery of that's my secret cap. I'm always angry Mm -hmm. is it's, it's good top 10. Like it's just, it's so great. Like, and even if he, and that's why I think his character development is so fascinating to me over the course of the series and probably why he wanted to do some stuff that's probably a little bit more fun, like Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's because this guy's got to deal with so much shit that's just like. Ragnarok, we get him <laughs> jumping out of the, like the plane and just <laughs> slamming on the, on the bridge. God. Ragnarok is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's so just bad. all where he's like, it's your birthday. Um, But you've got just like, that and then when he it's understandable in Endgame and Infinity War where he's like his body is just like I'm not doing it anymore mm-hmm. not doing it you, no he's he's gone make me a suit and he <laughs> makes him a suit he doesn't make camp a suit but whatever um it's, man it, and it's, it's like a real tangent for, we're, even we're for gonna us have, when it comes yeah to like, <laughs> yeah we're yeah cap <laughs> It's Cap watches Sam fly around all the time and isn't just like, man, I wonder what that's like. Man, I gotta, gotta get on I could, that. Yeah, I could, I could, you know, I could do that. Um, most athletic moment, I think, fortunately, with this one, the two ones I wrote down are two humans, two normal people. Okay. Uh, Natasha getting out of her negotiations with the, uh, the Russian guys. She's so in a chair. Yeah. That's super sick. And then uh, Fury, in the beginning, jumps out of a crashing helicopter. Yeah, that's Nick incredible. Fury, who is like Samuel L. when he filmed this, was like in his sixties, or you know, was I think it was in his sixties. And obviously, like he's not doing it, but like you're imagining Nick Fury is a guy who, I think, with him and Redford, they talk like weren't they were like in in Vietnam or they were doing stuff in like the seventies. Yeah. Like Nick Fury is probably that old. He's and ageless, he just let's be honest. Casually casually jumps out of a helicopter. Yeah, that's a tough, tough stunt. Um yeah, he's pretty I'm trying to think if there was anything. 
uh, Scarlet Johansson or um, Black Widow flying the Chitari motorcycle. Yes, yes. jumping great. up and grabbing it—that's yeah. pretty sick. Literally, all of it is just anything that like Nick, Black Widow, or Hawkeye do is probably considered most athletic because yeah. they don't have the super abilities. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Lenny Harris Pinch Hitter Award. This is tough. Best supporting character. Well, who's in it too much? Um, all of the Avengers. All the Avengers. Nick Fury. Loki. Loki. Um, that might be it. Maria Hill in it too much. See, that was my question. So who? Let's just say, let's say that's the threshold. Of so it's her, Pepper. Your guy, Harry Dean Stanton, is the security guard who finds <laughs> he is Bruce. He isn't, and he does so great. He delivers like two lines, and it's fantastic. Yeah. And it's funny. He's he's, he says, are you like an alien or something? I know. Aww. He's um, just very straightforward. I love that he's not freaked out. He's just very straightforward. He's like, because you were awake when you yeah. uh, came, when you flew through here. Um, um, Ashley Phil Johnson Coulson. as the woman who is supposed to get flirty with Cap at the end, and they just never... <laughs> Never played that out. Phil Coulson. So is Phil Coulson in it too much? I don't. I don't think so. I might be know. him. It might be Phil Coulson. He's important. I, think it's, I love him so much. R.I.P. Um, Phil Coulson. <laughs> kind of. Alive, so. Kind of. Apparently. Kind of. Um, I think yeah. him or Maria Hill, because once again, Maria Hill is vastly underrated throughout the entire series. She's always fantastic. Kobe, is it Kobe Smulders? Is that how you mm-hmm. pronounce her name? Her Rotten Tomatoes picture, she is sporting just some long, vibrantly red hair. It is a very interesting picture. Like, good for her. It looks very cool. Um, oh, her Rotten Tomatoes picture. I was yeah, like, rot- her uh, Rotten Tomatoes picture. You need, you need like, to see this. I was like, sir, she has dark hair in this. Um. Uh, who is her husband? It's the guy from um, SNL. This Colin I do Ye- not know. Colin Colin Yost. Oh no, that's Scarlett Johansson. I'm talking about Kobe Smulders. Oh, I see this picture now. Oh my god, yes. who is her husband? <laughs> who is her? Is, does she have a husband? I think so. <laughs> well, congratulations to the happy couple. Good for them. <laughs> Darren Killiam. I kill him. Oh, I really? had it right. He was an so- SNL guy. <laughs> So he's like he and he's kind of he's very similar to Colin Jost. That's <laughs> just I don't for some reason was like yeah Colin Jost, but I did see a clip with with Scarlett Johansson and um him the other day that made me laugh. They're adorable. Shout out to the funny guys, man. Shout yeah. out to the funny guys. I think yeah, uh, Weekend Cohen. Update is my is my favorite part of SNL. Um, okay, let's shout take... out if you guys haven't watched the Nate Bargatze episode. Oh, by the way, the go George Washington, the George Washington sketch, uh, <laughs> Lake Beach. It's it's <laughs> God the the delivery of in the Everything. George Washington sketch of there's a little kicking. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's worth one point. Sometimes it's worth three. We're Caroline, let's let's take a quick ad break because your guy Josh Spores is trying to close out the World Series. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, after that brief ad break, let's get back with Defend the Villain. <laughs> or is so Loki's the villain, I think, right? I think yeah, Loki's Loki's the villain cuz the Chitari are kind of like they're kind of like Thanos' Bonds. army of like yeah. yeah, they're just they're just... every every villain like that is just I can't remember what they're called, but like the putties from from Power Rangers, like they're just like faceless creatures. I can't yeah. remember what they're called. I'm I like ha- when I'm gonna have to look that up. When the one like rips its mask off to like yell about the the big, I don't know what those were. Like the big like tadpole one being shot down or destroyed. When yeah. the one was like on the side of the building and it ripped its little mask off and was like no. Like, I love that. Like, <laughs> it's like what? Are, so it when when he, if you guys win, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna like start a business in New York? Yeah, like, I don't you, know what the plan is. They're like, what do we do now? I assume that's what they sound like. Um, the Power Rangers things were putty patrollers. Putty patrollers. Putty patrollers. I say I, I did not watch a lot of Power Rangers. Um, my I, uh, my parents, I uh, I can't remember how this came about, but like I had to start going to karate. And it, because I was so like into Power Rangers That's when I was, little. I like how you said had to, like it was like they. Made I think a you. teacher. I think a teacher recommended it. <laughs> They're like, he will not stop chopping things in my. He's class. just chopping everybody. Just he's chop, trying chop, chop. to drop kick everyone. Um, I think. Let's see. I guess the defense of Loki is, um, he's a god of mischief. He doesn't know any better. He's he feels like he was born to rule. Um, yeah, that's always been his beef, right? That was the whole issue in Thor, is he's like. I'm not. I'm not being made king. He's so got to like, work out some daddy issues. Yes. I think is the thing. Yeah, I think that's, learned he was a frost giant. It's real tough to hear when you don't. Yeah, you know, you're not expecting it. Um, tough. Yeah, it's tough. they do a good redemption arc for him. I think that they sell it well, and you forget that he was the cause of a lot of innocent deaths in this movie. He stabbed Phil Coulson. He <sighs> just fucking okay. stabbed him. Yeah. Just stabbed him right in the back. Okay, I've been ready for this. The Peter Gallagher <laughs> Award for the hottest person in this movie. I feel like this is more going to be more straightforward than people are expecting because, look, Chris Hemsworth is a babe and a half, but this is not his best look in this movie. Like, he's just not at peak Thor form, and it's, it's is, gotta is that, be. Is that Endgame when, he, when the lightning braids his beard? <laughs> no, no. It's one million percent ragnarok when he gets his hair cut and steps out into that arena for the first time i gasped like <laughs> actually like i audibly gasped the first time i saw it and probably the second and third and fourth and 17th time i saw it like he's so handsome when he walks in he's got that red face paint and you're just like god damn <laughs> uh it's gotta be chris evans chris evans is a very very good looking human being and he he's is as cheesy and dorky as he is in this movie as as like still got his early cap vibes to him um he's it's he's an undeniably gorgeous specimen he's just wonderful uh shout out to 
Uh, Kobe Smolders again does not get yes. credit as she is due. She Do- is gorgeous. She she doesn't. She doesn't because I thought about Scarlett stunning. Johansson, but yeah, she Kobe Smolders looks great. Oh, and Scarjo's beautiful. Yeah, her the her hair is working against her in this one. Like the 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 red mm-hmm. short. It's not her again. Not her best look, but her not her best look is better look than like you know ninety eight percent of uh, everyone always. So she's she's stunning too. So I'd yeah. say those those and. Again, the same goes for Chris Hemsworth. Those are my top four, uh, in some order with Chris Evans at the top. But yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. It's a good looking it's a good looking movie. It's, it's it a is. lot to look at. Quality. Mark, quality I think Mark Ruffalo is a is an un, under uh appreciated level of handsome. Um, but that's kind of the side effect of standing next to Chris Hemsworth a lot. Or yeah, Mar- Mark Evans. Ruffalo was deemed handsome enough to be the male lead in two rom coms. Yeah. Which is yeah. important. Well, and this is also where like um I I owe it's the uh, I owe them apology. I'm sorry I wasn't familiar with your game. Uh which was me when I saw um uh Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which obviously Sebastian Stan is a very handsome yes. man. Indeed he is. Um I don't think I fully appreciated just how good looking he was until he was no longer standing next to Chris Evans. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and when he gets, tough stuff. when he, he gets, gets the haircut, hair, yeah, the haircut is important. Cause look, I will not take blame for winter soldier. Like I just won't, I refuse to be blamed for not appreciating him in that one because the hair is awful and he's got that it's mask terrible. on like the whole time. That's yeah. not my fault. Um, and he does, he has like good, like charm, like, you know, he's, he's a scamp in the first captain america and you're like look at this guy he's so funny and he's like oh trying to hit on all the ladies anyway <laughs> uh this is a good this is a target rich uh topic for um peter gallagher for the it for novenger like uh, there will be no issues coming up with <laughs> there, there will uh, be each, none each movie gets more difficult i will say that yeah, like I significantly mean, more difficult. Literally, in, in in Endgame, at the end of Endgame, it's like, all right, every single character from these movies is, is like in. you're you're gonna ask me to pick between like Chadwick Boseman and and again Paul Rudd. Every I love him, like mm-hmm. sexiest man alive for a reason. But yeah, no, this is a it is chock full with good looking people just across the board, not even just guys. So everyone, it's a little bit for everyone, I think. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, drinking game. Um, this one is like not as much a game as what it makes me want to do. But when they're on the bridge and the music starts playing, Stone Cold Steve Austin yourself, two beers, both. dump them on yourself, <laughs> just go crazy. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Cap. I'm always angry. There's something to be said for like every um like cap age joke from Tony. Could be a I sip. like that. Uh, um, take a sip every time Hawkeye kills an innocent person. <laughs> it was chugging the whole time. <laughs> and then die of alcohol poisoning in it. 
<laughs> You're like, oh, there was another one. Um, let's see what else. You could do how would would explosion be too much? Would that be? I think we've got to take a a sip every explosion or or take or drink until the explosion ends. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) just chug until it's like a waterfall. (laughs) You said you said in the trivia there was a they have the body count of this movie. But I wonder what the explosion count is, because we get like there's quite I mean, between the opening scene when that facility crumbles again, shield just that's probably a tens of millions of dollars facility boom cratered barely uh, barely makes a dent in their like in yeah their def- just, in their just nothing yeah the uh man the um <laughs> they need someone needs to do a mashup of the scene in wolf of wall street when rob reiner is playing his dad and is playing the accountant and he's freaking out about how much they're spending but it needs to be like him talking to nick fury like when, <laughs> when, the, when the when the the as soon as the hell as soon as the aircraft carrier starts going up in the air and it's just like him freaking out about how much it costs because that's what that's what the shield accountant should have been doing like yes where well, is all this coming from that's that's the disney plus series that I'm waiting for is is accountants of shield (laughs) (laughs) and it's just like a really exhausted person being like oh my god I told them about this the last time we can't we can't do it we cannot do another disappearing flying aircraft carrier I told Nick the audit the audit yeah just like yeah the whole the whole thing is just exasperated like office workers from shield I'd watch it. <laughs> I'd watch. Uh, best time, worst time. I was going to say that Iron Man has the best time, but he really doesn't at the end. That's a, That really craters it. Because I think he's the one that throughout enjoys the process of being a superhero more than any of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but he does, the, the trauma at the end is probably not, um, you know, super great for him to go through. Um, I think everyone... Every New York resident uh, has the worst time. Yeah, that's just a mess now that they've got to have to uh, figure out. Um, Loki has a pretty bad time. Does he, though? It seems like he gets his shit rocked by Hulk. Until the end, though, I I would say over the course of the movie, he might be having the best time. Until yeah. the very end. And then it flops and he's having the worst time. Um, what? I, what? How do we get... Is This might have been a Thor 2 thing that I missed. But uh, when we find Loki in Ragnarok, he has, he has replaced Odin and is having <laughs> Matt Damon and the third Hemsworth brother no, uh, do, do, do yeah. a play for him. So are you asking how he got there? Yeah, what what is what is the play? Thor takes him back. Thor takes him back. He is in the um cell. They break him out. He fakes his death. That's right. On the That's planet right. where they try and get the um infinity stone, the soul not the soul stone, the reality stone out of Jane and destroy it with the dark elves. Oh, these are all sentences that I never thought I'd say in my life. Um <laughs> And so I guess he like leaves the body there, but it's like, anyway, he faked his death on that planet and then gets back to um, Asgard and like drug drugs. Dad takes a spot. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> great scene in, in in Ragnarok though, where he's like holding. Actually, the whole beginning of um Ragnarok, where they go get the dad too, and they like see Doctor Strange and like the whole so like, good. sorry Jane dumped you. She didn't dump me. It was a mutual She's dumping. <laughs> mutual dumping. It's like why do you dress like a witch? <laughs> so sorry, good. I absolutely I love that movie so much. It is a perfect movie. Just every single thing. The the only time that they've like very rarely can you needle drop a song twice in the same movie and have it have such an effect. The and is it the immigrant song? Yeah, immigrant. Yeah, the beginning of immigrant song. It's so good. Oh my! Might have to double double live watch. I'm telling you, you were like, "Oh, I don't want to do too much." And I'm like, "I don't know. I love both those movies so much. Like, it's <laughs> would not be that'd be like a twist my arm thing. Like, whatever. This is gonna lead to me watching all these things again, especially because I'm going to see the Marvels next week. You know who has the best time? Nick Fury. Nick Fury. <laughs> is that what you're gonna is, say? Yes. It's like yes. It's, I told you so. <laughs> yeah. I told you so. Look at my squad. I've yeah, been pushing he- this initiative. Look at that. Yeah, everything he does like ends up kind of working out, and like, you know, he's like, "Look, my little team of people got together, and I told you we needed these weapons." Even though multiple times, like Nick Fury, you know, I got got my eye on the ball. Like he's actually Kevin dropping the chili multiple times. Like oh, the Tesseract gets stolen from his facility. The Avengers so find mistakes. out they've been cooking up weapons. The Council decides to nuke New York City. Like he's really close to just being the world's biggest fuck up. He loves. He lives on the edge. He loves it. You know who actually has a really bad time? Stellar skateboard. Terrible just real, time. Just a real tough time. He does get to do science, which he loves, but Love he science. doesn't realize that he's doing it for the wrong people. But he says he kind of builds in. I mean, he pulls a, a Galen Urso and he builds he in does. the, the, the Death Star failsafe at the end, yeah. where he's like, "Love I, that." But I did something for y'all. I built in a little emergency vault or whatever emergency button. <laughs> So th- that's the thing. It's like, so so how much of this was a choice? <laughs> exactly. He's like, yeah. so you were in there. <laughs> yeah. I do love that we have, um, that we don't find out until later, but that there are so many infinity stones that we see in that, mm-hmm. that we don't, we don't even know at this point that what an infinity stone is or that there's one in the Tesseract or that there's one in the, the mind stone is in the staff. Cause the staff turns into our good buddy vision. It does. Indeed. It does. Pal, which we will find actually find out next week. Stay tuned next week. When we find out how that when staff, we, we talk about vision. when I, uh, I've got complicated <laughs> feelings on vision that we will hold for, I do too. <laughs> for, for next week. I also yes. like, I had a hard time believing that like spending 10 seconds in the internet would turn into something into a murder bot. But then I really thought about it. I'm like, actually that checks out, checks out. <laughs> checks. We'll have, speaking of murder, the Keith Morrison <laughs> the Dateline episode from, from this movie. Uh, uh, it was just another day in New York, but then the skies opened up and no, we don't mean rain. This was a new type of precipitation aliens from where we don't know but suddenly who is that coming to fight for the people of new york a new super group of avengers tonight on dateline tonight on dateline <laughs> great work as always with with keith Thank morrison <laughs> uh roster moves who is air bud i have a good one Airbud is the Airbud is the council <laughs> member who says we're gonna nuke New York. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's Nick we Fury? We have no choice. 
bark, bark, bark. We have no choice. <laughs> just wearing an eye patch the whole time. <laughs> Like, but he, like, but listen, he looks, I had to make the weapons. But he looks so cute with the eye patch if he's yeah, walking. Yeah, and he's like, imagine Maria Hill walking up to Airbud with an eye patch on, and she's like, <laughs> weren't those in his locker? And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And he's like, sometimes they need to push to become better. <laughs> I mean, Steve has the most Captain America, or Steve has the most yeah. Airbud energy. Yes. Um, He'd be really funny as Thor because he's flying around with Mjolnir in his mouth. <laughs> I was going to say, what if he was Hawkeye just like sitting at the top of a building, <laughs> like trying to shoot bow and arrow? <laughs> oh, man. There's so many good options in this. What if there he was really Stellar is. Skateboard? <laughs> he's just making... like, they, they cut in every once in a while and he's like building a like, death machine to open the sky. <laughs> he's got a little like hammer in his mouth. That he's just... Yeah, he's just like mixing things. And at the end, he's like, woo, 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 woo. And they're like, what's that airbun? He's like, I built in a failsafe. Uh. <laughs> what if we didn't talk about this at all? What if he is the German man who stands up to Loki? <laughs> <laughs> Last time. There's always men like you. That's such a good scene. Um, that is such a, it's a really good scene because we get Steve's like, last time I was in Germany, the man standing, standing above, above everybody. everybody. We disagreed. We didn't get along. We didn't get along. <laughs> yeah, whatever in line. It's, that's, it, that's like when he's like from a 1940s like infomercial or movie. Yes, like, he's like, I'm we didn't get along. Captain America. Um, the I was soldier. Say, what if, um, oh no, it was something else with, Stellar skateboard as Airbud. <laughs> Damn it, I forget. <laughs> oh, and it's like <laughs> Thor's like, that's my that's my good friend. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's just it's Airbud, Airbud. <laughs> like <laughs> Why is that so funny to me? <laughs> oh, it's it's so good. So aside from the death, it'd be really funny if he was Phil Coulson because yeah. when he comes up, when he comes up to the uh, to Tony's to the penthouse with Pepper, and he's got yes. his little, and it's like, why is he Phil? Why is this dog Phil? Yeah, and she's <laughs> like scratching his ears and stuff, <laughs> and he's like, uh, excuse me. She's like, it's Phil. Look at the little buddy, and he's just like, <laughs> he's like, I don't like to be handed things. <laughs> And that means, and that means, Airbud would roll up with that big gun, and he's like, "I don't even know what it does. I don't even know what this does." <laughs> this is going to be a good series for for Airbud. It's going to be great a great series because all of the funny, like leading ones, whatever, survive. So you can, like, you know, yeah. Um, okay, the big chill. We have already said, yeah, that the big chill moment is them on the bridge. We've talked about uh, Tony's arrival in Germany as well. Um, a moment I love, I love actually, it's funny how much, um, after Tony invents nanotechnology, like him getting the suit on, it just like, it morphs on his body. Like him and Peter yeah. do the same and it's how he ends up getting the infinity gauntlet. But, but that was the first time we saw it. Yes. Oh, yeah. really? Was it the infinity gauntlet? No, no, no. I mean th- him falling out, jumping out of the building yes. and having the suit latch onto him, I think was the first time we saw it that way yeah that well that well because what i was going to say is i love throughout these movies like the development of the cool ways that tony gets a suit the coolest part of iron man 2 is when uh is when mickey rourke shows up at the f1 race and tony with the case like that was a i think it was in the trailer 
Um, that would have been incredible on Drive to Survive if, like, middle of a race, like, someone cuts Daniel Ricardo's car in half. I hate that movie uh, so much. I vaunt my bird. No one is having more fun in that movie than Sam Rockwell is having. Oh, that's that true. I do he's like, like, I really do like Sam Rockwell, but the rest of it, I'm just like, this is a drag for me. He's having that a great stretch, time. I'm like, let me get through this stretch so I can get to straight bangers on the backside here. But before Tony invents the nanotech, it's fun watching the ways that the suit comes off and the suit comes on. And that part when he's falling, he's falling yeah. in the sky and it connects to the wristbands and stuff and it gets at the end. That's kind of big chill for me too. Although Tony, again, we forget, is just a regular person, and mm-hmm. Loki throws him through a fucking glass window. Like, he yeah. would have, that would have caused some more damage. That would have been very painful. Because those windows are probably very durable. Yeah. Top of a high rise. Um, <laughs> You'd hope. Yeah, but it, it's the it's the team on the bridge. Yes. And for the sake of this month for no venture, we're getting rid of before more restore because we know all the prequel, sequel, remake or, you know, we, we've talked all that stuff out and we're ending with the strongest Avenger award for the movie MVP. Okay. Who is the movie MVP? I think it's Tony. I think it's Tony. I think honorable mention would be Nick Fury. Really? Okay. It's a bit, it's a big movie for Nate and he gets, yeah, you know, that's he, fair. he covers he covers Coulson's vintage cards and blood and and pushes him. <laughs> wonder, wonder if that's actually Coulson's blood. Like he went and like found his body and was like, hold on, <laughs> real just, quick, like, just, just like dabbing, it, just wiping it along. He's like, hold on, real quick, hold on, hold his body. I know we're taking him to the secret facility <laughs> to like save his life, but just gonna like, dip him in right real quick. That's um, probably yeah, a, probably just... a deleted scene where Maria Hill's like, those were in his locker, and that's ketchup. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> Is that jam? And he's like eating off of it. He's like wiping the cards onto a like piece of bread. Um, God, Phil Coulson is just so adorable in this movie where he's like, oh, it's so nice to meet you. I did like when he's like, this is the guy that my dad always talked about when Tony said that. He's like, I wonder they kept him on ice. Um, yeah, I think it's Tony. And this is Tony. really where you learn like this is Tony's series. Yes. As much as it is like as much as you want to say maybe it's caps, I don't mm-hmm. think you can say that's really Thor's. Um, yeah, it's it's Tony's series, and Cap is still the the warrior with the heart of gold thing. And I th- yeah. I think it's interesting. I I like where they went with this, and I th- I think it's Civil War where Cap's like really questioning, like, who am I doing this for? Because like, yeah. I was thinking about I I hadn't thought about this that much with this movie until really this you know thousandth rewatch. But like when he goes in the ice, he is a an enlisted soldier for the United States in the last justified war in a lot of ways, like the last like the, the you know the cause. And yeah. he wakes up, and it's not as if he's like a United States soldier like this operative kind of group like shield finds i'm like yes it's affiliated but like yeah it's it's kind of it's interesting like he just goes into it because he has nothing else to do and these are the people that find him but i really love that they made the choice of like okay who am i doing this for um and he even has the the line of you know i go when the i i wake up they say we won the war it doesn't really feel like much has changed um it's want to go on a damn date just wanted to go on one date with it might, I still cannot hear that song without like immediately bursting into tears. 
No, and I think I've told you that. Have you? You've been to Hollywood Studios at Disney, mm-hmm. right? Have you not? And yeah, they play it. They play it on um on the Sunset Boulevard by like, Tower of Terror. Why would you make me cry in the middle of? Like I don't want oh, to cry outside Tower that, Terror. No, the the worst part is the the song they play the Sarah McLaughlin song from Toy Story Two in Toy Story Land. <laughs> that is fucking emotional warfare. Oh that my God. that is it is wrong. It is straight up wrong. I I put it's been a long long time on a playlist. Like it's it's literally called In My Feels. It's like when I'm in my feels, <laughs> and I will still like it'll come on. I'll be like, who did this? It's me. I did this. <laughs> well it's also the song that plays when when uh what is it in winter soldier actually is the first time i think we hear it oh when when nick fury puts it on nick fury's in the uh in the (laughs) nick fury gets in the apartment (laughs) god i love that movie god damn it i'm gonna watch all of these i don't have time for this that's fine it's it's gonna be it's gonna be an involved month yeah, I also have never watched outside of when Infinity War released in theaters. I don't think that I've ever watched Infinity War without watching Endgame and vice versa. Oh, interesting. I tr- and that's why I've actually only seen them a handful of times. I've probably only seen them like, well, a handful of times, probably still like seven or eight times. Um, Actually, it's almost whatever how many movies came out after it is how many times I've probably seen them because I rewatch most of the um, the whole thing most of the time when a new one comes out. Um, you have been able to carve out as, six hours out of your day. I, yeah, I treat it as one six-hour movie. I, they're not two separate things. I can't watch one without the other because I have to mm-hmm. get the full. It's one. It's one. There's just an intermission. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know yeah, how we it's... got here, but that's what I'm talking about now. Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be quite the month, November yes. or Avenger November, depending on on how your denomination looks at this month. Uh, Caroline, where can the folks follow you? You can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at CW Darney, um, and you can find all the content on For the Win, uh, and go to anywhere wherever you're listening to this podcast. Go ahead and type in For the Water Cooler, and you can find us over there and learn some pop or hang out with us for some pop culture content do it do it folks uh now do it if you enjoyed this episode of novenger subscribe wherever you get your podcast if you want to be a part of the live watch if you want to be in that live chat and be listening to me and caroline in the discord go to the patreon big screen sports or patreon.com slash big screen sports how many times have i done that where i go to do the patreon and i say big screen sports.com which does not exist uh (laughs) (laughs) if you are a baseball fan and uh, check out my interview series from feeding on the farm presented by baseball america the next few episodes of that we are going into a series of episodes talking about how to be a good sports parent, talking to former big leaguers, coaches, a sports psych, maybe some travel ball people about how to be a good sports parent. So if you have kids, if you might have kids, tune into that. It'll be it'll be very interesting. The first one dropped this week, so uh, check that out. And for Big Screen Sports, we'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.